Welcome to episode 65 of Insects for Fun, the weekly podcast on all things arthropod with a focus on insects, hosted by me, a master in entomology. Today, I'm very excited to talk about something many of us commonly refer to as sea monkeys, and you can thank the Patreon members for choosing this week's topic. Let's first go into the history of sea monkeys, because it's pretty interesting. The idea came to life in 1957, when a man by the name of Harold von Braunhut saw a tank of brine shrimp in a pet store that was being used as fish food. Keep in mind that at the time, ant farms were becoming a pretty big thing, and Harold, being the savvy man that he was, thought he could make a profit off rebranding brine shrimp as an easy and entertaining pet for kids and families. The only problem was how to preserve them indefinitely so he could sell them without loss of life. Fortunately, part of that equation naturally happens with brine shrimp. You see, brine shrimp, unlike other shrimp, enter a state called cryptobiosis, which is an extreme form of hibernation where they literally just cease biological functions and essentially become seeds. This happens with their eggs, and it's only when conditions are unfit for survival. But in nature, these eggs can't remain in between life and death like this for more than two years. So Harold had to work with a team of scientists to create a brine shrimp capable of remaining in cryptobiosis indefinitely. The base species for his creation are a brine shrimp species called Artemia salina, which can be found in salt marshes, salt lakes, and temporary pockets of water in the Mediterranean region, Anatolia, and Northern Africa. If you're like me and didn't know what Anatolia was, it's the westernmost section of Asia and an extension of Turkey. Anyway, similar to how Mewtwo was created in Pokemon by Giovanni, Harold is the mad scientist behind the creation of an artificial brine shrimp species called Artemia nyos, or I like to call it Neos. These brine shrimp live longer and are larger than their origin species, which makes them perfect for raising as pets. They were initially marketed as instant life, but then later got shifted to sea monkeys due to their long tails and need for salty water. Ads were placed in comic books with illustrations from Joe Orlando, who you might know from Mad and DC Comics. And now many of us know their iconic humanoid illustrations, which don't resemble the actual product at all. But what the heck is a brine shrimp anyway? And are they actually shrimp? Brine shrimp are crustaceans belonging to the family Artemidae, which belong to the fairy shrimp order Anostraca. They're known as fairy shrimp due to their small size and dainty appearance, from afar. If you actually get a close look at these, they look more like swimming house centipedes with tails. Also, it should be noted that these shrimp are not closely related to the shrimp we know and love as food, and are more like triopes or water fleas. We will 100% be covering those at a later date, by the way. Now, these shrimp have three body segments just like insects, and an average length of just over one centimeter. But the lab-created Artemia neos can reach up to 1.9 centimeters in length. The compound eyes are on stalks, and they have around 20 legs on their thorax, 10 on each side. Their abdomen forms the long tail, which again coined their name sea monkeys. What's interesting about these creatures is that they have gills on their feet, which are used to push out excess salt, water, and CO2. They also have special pumps on their neck, 
which are used specifically for controlling salt content within the body. Basically, if the water is too salty, then they have two methods of removing the salt. And if the water isn't salty enough, then the shrimp closes off the salt ducts to keep concentrations at an appropriate level. Another thing to note is that they don't really have a true brain. There is no epicenter where the bulk of information is received or sent. And instead, these small creatures rely more or less off of reactions to the various ganglia slash nerve bundles they have throughout their bodies. Brine shrimp can be found in brine pools worldwide, as well as other salty bodies of water. Also, brine is just another word for salt water. For example, you can call water from the ocean brine, but it can be much saltier than that. Actually, in the United States, there is a salt lake called the Great Salt Lake in Utah, which has far more salt in it than ocean water. And it is one of the largest bodies of landlocked salt water not connected to any ocean. It's actually the largest salt lake in the Western Hemisphere, and is home to millions and millions of brine shrimp. In fact, nothing larger than a brine shrimp lives in the lake, making them the top predator. This is again because the lake is far saltier than ocean water, preventing anything but microorganisms from surviving. And if you swim in it, you feel like you're floating, or so I've read. The brine shrimp that live in this lake are native to the United States and are called Artemia franciscana. But how did these shrimp even get into the lake to begin with? Scientists found evidence which supports that the brine shrimp have been living in that area for over 600,000 years, and they probably entered the lake by having their eggs hitch a ride on migratory birds. It's currently believed that brine shrimp came into the world around 5 million years ago, during the late Miocene period, which is basically the future of the past. The earth looked similar to how it is today, and mammals and birds were well established. They are also believed to have come from an ancestor in the Mediterranean due to that area containing the right level of salts for survival, along with the current diversity of Artemia compared to the lack elsewhere in the world. Now when it comes to the life cycle of these creatures, they all start out as eggs. But the eggs are often referred to as cysts and can remain dormant for long periods of time, if the conditions aren't favorable, which I mentioned earlier in the episode. Otherwise, the eggs hatch within 24 hours, which is exactly why Harold initially coined them instant life. The optimal conditions for brine shrimp aside from lots of salt would be temperatures ranging from 20 to 25 C, or 68 to 79 Fahrenheit, and as a result in wintertime, colder climate living brine shrimp die in their eggs over winter. The eggs can actually withstand freezing temperatures down to minus 310 Fahrenheit or minus 190 Celsius. And few can even withstand boiling temperatures for up to an hour or two. The eggs are incredibly durable, which is again why so many people use them for fish food, shrimp food, and also as a product to sell for people as pets. The eggs were even used in an outer space experiment to test the effects of cosmic rays. And sure enough, the cosmic rays did not kill all the sea monkey eggs, and many were still hatched successfully upon their return to Earth from the Apollo 16 trip in 1972. Sea monkeys went to space again in 1991 on the Atlantis and were hatched, becoming one of the first animals we know to be born in space. Male and female brine shrimp have slightly different appearances, and this is because males have modified second antennae that form large claspers, which they use to hold a female when mating. 
there is one species which can create clones of itself through parthenogenesis. And the species is literally called Artemia parthenogenetica. And this one can be found in Europe, Asia, and Africa. At this point, you've probably thought about whether to get some sea monkeys for yourself or try your hand at raising another kind of fairy shrimp. They really are quite easy to care for, and they'll eat a lot of things outside of the food packets they come with. They'll actually feed on almost anything, as long as it's small enough. But people tend to use powdered brewer's yeast, powdered spirulina algae, soybean powder, wheat flour. I mean, I've even read that people use egg yolk. But if you want to get something more kosher, you can pick up microalgae from the pet store. It's recommended to only feed the shrimp as much as they can take, which probably isn't much to be honest. The directions that come with the sea monkeys say to only feed them one spoonful of the small plastic spoon they give you once a week. If the water gets cloudy, then you're feeding them too much. Also, sea monkeys slash brine shrimp will repopulate themselves, and theoretically you can have a colony lasting for a very long time, especially given the longevity of the lab-created sea monkeys you will inevitably run into the issue of having to refill water. And it's suggested to just top off the container with dechlorinated water, since the salt isn't going to go anywhere. But if you need to do a water change, then you gotta make sure you have the right salinity slash salt ratio. Some say to just add water with the correct level of aquarium salt mixed in. Of course, if you end up having other fairy shrimp as pets and not brine ones, then you can avoid all the salt together. Actually, many people online exclusively refer to freshwater artemia as fairy shrimp, stating that they are different from brine shrimp, and you can purchase eggs of these too. That's it for today's episode. I hope you've enjoyed it as always, and please make sure to rate and review the podcast if you can. It really goes a long way and just lets me know how I'm doing. If you have something you want to hear about, you can email me or send me a message on Instagram. The email is insectsfordummies at gmail.com and the IG is insects number four fun. I'll have both of those in the episode description. If you'd like to further support the show, check out the Patreon. There's monthly bonus episodes and vlogs available as well as polls. Thanks again for listening and you'll hear from me again next week.